Christ, Fangy senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigo Giatopolis. I have a dream. Arnie Cut. Bagler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't got. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Episode 15 of the OnlyFans football podcast. Kieran, I'm putting you on the spot right now. Episode 15. Who are you naming after? Oh. Saliba. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 15. It's William, isn't it? William William. Will I am. William Saliba. I think that's his full name. Um, we're back. Kieran, after a little hiatus. Um, you're away in Malaga, so I suppose you can kick us off with that, Kieran. How, how was your tour to Spania? Yeah, firstly, I'd like to point out that we are on Zoom today. Uh, it is oh, yeah, a, that's it's, true. It's a, a firmly uh, COVID Brexit podcast today. Yeah, um, bringing it back. <laughs> bringing back to the old days, but uh, yeah, Malaga. Wow. Lovely spot. Um, went over there on Thursday. Sorry, no, that's completely wrong. Never mind. I went over there on Saturday, last Saturday, and I stayed over till Tuesday. Um, and to be honest with you, Adam, it was a completely different world over there. Um, here at the moment, it's obviously dark, dreary shit, I would like to describe for lack of a better term. Um, and over there, it was just very sunny, hot, and you could feel the the warmth in the sun and you felt that vitamin D cheering you up. So it was a lovely breakaway, to be honest. Uh, lovely to get a bit of happiness in my life for once. <laughs> yeah. um, I was I was actually going to rustle something up for the podcast last week, but uh, I was flat out work and football, and I just genuinely didn't get the time to do it. And I wasn't arsed with the Premier League last week, Kieran. I'm still not quite arsed with the Premier League, to be honest. But, um, Neither am I, Adi. That, that's Did I tell you about my adventure over there? Go on, you can, you can detail the snow crown if you want. Yeah, so uh, essentially I went over with the folks and this was purely a sun holiday just to get a bit of sun before the six months of darkness that we were about to experience. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I went over for that reason but on the last night I was feeling very adventurous and the folks were in bed early at about 11. I had my own room. So I was like, right, here we go. We're going out in Nirka. It's Halloween night. Everyone's going to be out and about. Let's see what this is. So I went down to the beach. Had a walk around the beach in the dark. I was feeling like mad adventurous. Like Dora the Explorer adventurous. You know. So uh, I went, went down to the beach. Had a walk around the beach. The beach was empty. And this is about 11 o'clock at night. I was absolutely gargled by the way. Cross Campo. 280 a pop over there. Ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. 140 for a coffee. 
But um, yeah, was I, the coffee nice though? The coffee was lovely. The coffee was lovely. probably not as not quite as nice as here, but it was nice enough. But yeah, I ended up going into a place called Two E Two. Sorry, let me pronounce this properly. Two E Fruity Square is what it was called, Adam. Nice. And this was about forty meters from our hotel. This was the nightlife district of Nurka, just um a, a little town about forty kilometers out from Malaga, Malaga Airport. So this mm. is where I was staying. And Tutti Fruity Square was the nightlife centre, Adam. And wow. by God, did I have a hell of a night that night. I was alone. If I was sober, I wouldn't have done this, but I went out alone. I, I, <laughs> there was no bouncers outside this nightclub. And if I was alone outside a nightclub in Ireland, I would not have gotten in. But for whatever reason, there's no bouncers in Spain. Obviously not enough trouble. But my God, I just like walked in. And there's these Spanish DJs, children about sixteen playing on the on the DJ set. I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> Have a good here. Um and I got myself a vodka and Sprite Adam for six euro. And when I say it was filled up about three quarters away in the glass. So they filled the vodka up, then they poured the sprite in and it was it was a <laughs> An offset ratio, to say the least. That they, they, they poured so much of it in. And... The continental measures, girl. <laughs> yeah, no such thing. What? But uh, I was trying to speak Spanish to people. I was like, "No hablo español, Irlande, Irlande," and everyone was trying, like... trying to speak Spanish to people by telling them you can't speak Spanish. <laughs> oh god, it's it's one way of uh, of trying to interact with the locals. I'll give you that. After that, my limitations uh, let me down. I could not speak to these locals. I, I had attempted so many times, and then I was offered some hashish by someone. <laughs> he was like, hey, gringo, gringo, hashish, hashish. And I was like, no thanks, bud. I'm okay. <laughs> so uh, I, was, I was getting all sorts of abuse as well. There's people standing beside me telling me to go away because I get to my phone and they translate, go away. I was like, fair mm. enough. It was a very hostile environment, I would say, in that nightclub. But do you know what? I actually enjoyed it. And I had about three or four of them vodkas. And as I was leaving, I was called a gringo as well. And given a hand gesture, I gave one back, however. And uh, <laughs> and I, ran away. I went to sleep. I must have woke up and I didn't know where I was. I didn't know where I was, Adam. I was sat in the bed with all my clothes on. It's about eight o'clock in the morning. I was supposed to go for a morning swim and I, I just couldn't move. And then on on the way to the airport, it was a big it was a big bumpy drive. So it was up a mountain, down a mountain, up a mountain, down a mountain, and I felt the worst I've ever felt. And <laughs> when I got to the airport, I just I exploded, and that was uh, that was the sign of a good night out, I suppose. But um, oh, that was a trip to Malaga. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what, Adam? If I didn't do uh, that, I'd be like, I'd be disappointed. You know, no regrets. Yeah. No, no it... regrets. Why, why would you regret it? You know. Yeah, take it off the bucket list. You know what I mean? But... The bucket list of strange things for a, a singular person to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How was your weekend yeah. in, in Irlanda? I was grand, Caron. To be fair. That weekend you were away um, was the last Shells home game of the season in which Shells won 6-0, Kieran. And 
I was actually sat there thinking, I was with the lads after we were in uh, Bertie Hearns Fagans, shout out to Bertie, um, drinking nice Guinness actually, again, decent Guinness and Fagans, would you believe? Um, shaft of the country, but makes nice Guinness, so it's 6 of 1, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I was there discussing, like, I was, I was thinking, we were chatting away, and I was like, it's mad some of the games that I've covered this season, <laughs> like for Shells, um, even, even for the women, like, it's, it, it's mad that I even got a chance to do it. And like you look at the women's side now, and this is why it's mad. It's the fact that they've won two leagues in a row. They won a cup the weekend as well. But like some of the games I covered this season for the ladies team was like three two against Piemont, and Piemont are like the Barcelona of the WNL. Like they're really, you know, esteemed. Now obviously not now because Barcelona are, are in the mud but they're like a really big side um, and Shells were losing 2-0 on that and like it's even mad because like a World Cup winner was making her debut in that game she played and Shells won 3-2 she was very much involved in that in that game to win a 3-2 and then you look at since I've, I've gotten the chance with the men's side as well the 3-0 over Bowers the 4 over Pats the six nil win over Drotta, like it's it's been it's been an absolute whirlwind. Um so I was we were in Fagans and it was a tad emotional. I was like, I can't I actually genuinely can't believe I've done this. Um obviously I'm not playing the fucking game, but it it was just a bit a bit surreal to think of. Um and then you look at then the rest of the weekend was Grand Curran. I was in work then on Saturday and then we hit up McGowan Town, baby Robbie Williams was on the tree. Um, <laughs> Got a old cocktail bar relatively quick. As soon as I could, I was gone. Met up with the lads in McGowan's. And yeah, McGowan's was, was actually pretty decent, man, for a change. Shout out to Finbar at, at the door, who was actually sound for once and just let us all in without, without a hitch. Um, and yeah, it was just good crack. I, I said to um, to Erica and I think it was Alana, I said, um, yeah, now about, about one o'clock, two o'clock, Westlife will come on. And um, they were like, oh, no, well, don't be so silly. <laughs> it was about 20 past one when Westlife came on. <laughs> we all erupted into laughter. How did you know? And I was like, they have the same fucking playlist on all the time. But yes, that was that was kind of the weekend when you were away. And then, obviously, Kieran, this past weekend, we will discuss the Premier League, the Champions League draw. But So yeah, for myself and Dave, we had a Super Sunday out in Tallaght to watch Shells win. The FAI Cup, um, the Women's Cup, um, no, no side deserves it more. They're, they're a great group and a really good side. Look at the amount of kind of moments they've had this season. It's just, it's just been unreal. And then we went out to Inchicore to watch Shells and Pats. Pats really put on a show that day. I do think their minds were on the Cup final this weekend. And I don't think there's, there's you can't really give out about that, to be honest. It's a massive game on Sunday for Shells. Um, a game that I'm really nervous about, really apprehensive about, but I'm really, really looking forward to it as well. And um, we might chat a bit about that later on. But yeah, the Premier League this weekend, Kieran. Um, I'm going to be covering Aston Villa's win over Manchester United. Southampton and what looks like Ralph Hasenhuttl's last game at home to Newcastle, and then Liverpool's first away win in the Premier League since May against Spurs. You're going to be looking at Kieran this week. City. City against Fulham. Um, I'm going to look at Leeds, Bournemouth and what was a cracker game, seven goal thriller. And I'm going to be looking at the marquee game, I would say. Well, 
Liverpool were expected to beat Spurs. So yeah, I would say the marquee game, <laughs> Chelsea against Arsenal. Um, and it was the twelve o'clock kickoff on a Sunday. Strange time for a game, but yeah, we'll get into it. I suppose Adam. Um, very quickly, I'd like to point out because I don't think we do have a jersey of the week this week. Apologies for that. It is a Zoom podcast. It's not our usual um studio. Unfortunately, busy lives at the moment. But yeah, Adam, I suppose we'll move into the Premier League games. Yes, I shall start with Leeds against Bournemouth. What a game this was, Adam. Um, I don't know if you're watching it. Um, well, we weren't because we were at the driver. I, like, <laughs> I, I was just about to say, I know you weren't watching it. <laughs> I was about to snoop there and say I was, but um, yeah, no, yeah, chronicler. Here we are, um, Leeds playing Bournemouth in the Premier League, and obviously they got off to a great start. It was a uh, Rodrigo penalty that put them ahead, and they made it one nil. And then from there, it was just it was so bad defensively from Leeds, so so bad. I think it's is it Cock who heads it out to Tavernier, and literally he just buries it. Um, Marcus Tavernier, it's an awful defender. Straight to him. And um Cock heads it out. Yeah. Cock out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then it is Marcus Tavernier again on that left side. He had that locked up. I think he was up against Christensen on that on that left side and he had it lock on lock. Marcus Tavernier, he had a great game. Um and he squares it across to Philip Billing. Loads of space for Billing, by the way. Lee's playing this high press system. That allows them to have about four players in their own house and Bournemouth to have so brainless. <laughs> so brainless one. <laughs> well, he makes a 2 1 and Leeds build off a half time by their own fans at Ellen Road. Um, and, and then in the 48 minute, it's an absolute beautiful goal from um, Dominic Solanke to make mm. a 3 1. I think this is goal of the week. Spoiler alert. Um, former namesake of this podcast as well. We had got a Dominic Solanke last season, girl. Yeah, and it's Marcus Tavernier again with the assist. He just he was dusting Christensen all day on that on that uh, on that left hand side. Um, and Dom Solanke with a nice little um, it's a rabona. A rabona. A rabona. That's the right word. Under the legs of the defender. Um, it's it's really bad defending again from Lee. It's so much space there for uh. Bournemouth and to be fair to Jesse Marks makes two changes that I think influence the game um, in around the 50th minute he brings on Notto and he brings on Sam Greenwood and I think these two changes uh, were what brought Leeds back into the game they were I would say a bit fortunate to catch them on the counter for the fourth goal but Sam Greenwood it comes out to him and he just smacks it on his left foot um, it's a beautiful finish, left left corner. Um, you know, a player that hasn't had much game time to come on and score a goal like that is unbelievable. Um, and he makes a three two, and then you have the Liam Cooper header, a good header into the ground from a corner. Keeper maybe should have done a bit better. Travers, um, I think he could do a bit better in goal. Um, but Cooper makes a three all, and then this was like the, it, it was a crazy goal. It was it was a great moment to be fair. One of my mm. favourite moments so far. Uh, Wilfred Notto, who came off the bench. Willie. <laughs> Willie Notto, what a player. He just, he runs about 50 yards and passes it to 
Somerville, who just buries it, mm. buries it again. Another winner for Somerville, another like late winner, four three, and there's great scenes at the end. Marsh is like soccer, soccer, <laughs> and uh, USA. He's uh he's regained all hope in humanity again. I would say Jesse Marsh mm. after that win. That's a great a great win. I would say from three three one down, but they were. They were quite fortunate that Bournemouth took their foot off the gas because I think they were quite poor defensively. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a great win for for Leeds, isn't it? I think coming back from three one down, that's always great. You know what I mean? We don't have to do too much explaining for that. Um, yeah, just a really really good result for them. You know, following on from the win against Liverpool, which none of us predicted. We all predicted the Leeds um, thumping that day, but they they done really well out in Anfield as well to. To end Van Dyke's Anfield record, and Willie Nanto, man, I swear to God, do you know what? I know we called this episode the Saliba, but I think we might call it the Willie Nanto because he's yeah. really, really good. Right, so Adam, um, yeah, Man City two, Fulham, Fulham one, um, I thought this was this was a bit of a crazy game as well because Alvarez makes it one nil. Um, it's a great ball by City's best midfielder Gundogan, um, <laughs> and. Alvarez buries it into the top. Bins hits a crossbar. Keeper maybe could have done better. <laughs> I'm not saying that he could have maybe just got to it, but um, Alvarez does make it 1-0. And then the Concello red on Wilson for the shoulder barge. Don't know what you thought about this one. I thought you just took him out. It was probably a deserved red. I think it's it's one of them that you see them giving and you see you see them not giving and even in the, the Shells throughout the game there last week, there was one on Matty Smith and it's a shoulder barge, you know what I mean? It It is a foul, but it's something that the referees tend not to give and they didn't give it in the Liverpool Sports game. Um, it's not the first time they've done that either. It was Liverpool Sports last season as well. Jota got bundled over. So it, I think it is a penalty, but it's just not something that's given regularly enough. And um, whether it's a red card or not, I don't know, but it, it's de- a definite penalty, yeah. Mm. Yeah, a bit of a strange red. Um, I think that's the double jeopardy rule or last man or whatever. But um, yeah, Wilson gets shoulder barred anyway. And um, then Pereira takes the penalty. It's sort of like a Jorginho-esque penalty or a, uh, what would you call it? Who else does that technique? A Bruno? Bruno sort of mm. uh, bottom left I'd, I'd, finish. I'd say, it's a, I'd say it's a Jorginho-esque penalty only for he actually scored, so. <laughs> um, nah, not that easy either. Haaland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Haaland then comes on the second half. City down to 10 men. And of course, in City fashion, when they're down to 10 men, they still dominate the game. Oh, mm. surprise, surprise. Um, Haaland comes on. And this, is this allowed a goal by, I would say, inches? I would say fine margins here. It's very, very close to being onside, but it doesn't really matter in the end because De Bruyne goes down quite easily in the Fulham box and wins a penalty. Don't know what you thought about that kick. Was it enough to give a pen? Looked a bit conspicuous to me. I I think if that's mm, most other players in the Premier League, it's not given as a penalty. Yeah, I think the referee probably succumbed to the pressure of the Etihad and gave it but it's one of them like he gets he gets touched and he goes down and you're like 
if, if that's if that's say Sterling or Mo Salah for Liverpool, they're branded as a diver. You know what I mean? I think it's because it's. I think to be honest with you, I just think the referee bottled it a bit and just felt he had to give it. I don't think there's. I don't think there's much other thinking behind it, but it is a dive by De Bruyne, and I just think if it's other players in the Premier League, it's given. Um, but I just think the referee balled it a bit, to be honest. Yeah, it's just a bit of a lazy leg sort of challenge. I, they're yeah. not usually given, but Haaland, anyway, dispatches the penalty. Uh, it was very dodgy. I think Leno should have saved it. He, he mm-hmm. guessed the right way, should have got his body in front of it, but Haaland, when you're in that vein of form he's in, it's very difficult to stop anything he does. So, uh, yeah, that's 18 goals in 12 games for him, which is just mm-hmm. crazy. It's like one-sixth more than the amount of games he's played. I haven't seen anyone do this in quite a long time, if ever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's it's alien-like. I don't know what to say. What he's doing right now is, is unprecedented. And uh, I think the last time a player done something similar to this and consistently scored was when probably when Salah Force came to Liverpool. And that's nearly five, six years ago now. So, yeah, just this form is unbelievable. But we'll just take a look here on real briefly at the other Saturday games. Nottingham Forest 2, Brentford 2. It was Matthias Jorgensen on goal that got the equaliser for Forest in the end that saved them. So, Brentford really shoot themselves in the foot. Jorgensen, potential cut of the weekend tender, came, came on the 84th minute and scores the OG. Wolves 2, Brighton 3. It was a Pascal Gross winner in the 83rd minute for them. And then the late game, everything nil, Leicester 2. Yuri Thielmans, again, for me, just scores good goals. He's a lazy bastard now, but he, he scores really good goals. Um, If he could run, he'd be great, but... um. I'm saying this as an unfit man who can't run. So shout out to Yuri Tatum <laughs> for being at the peak fitness and playing in the Premier League. Um, scored another unbelievable goal the weekend for Leicester. Um, James Madison starring there as well. But that was the Saturday games. We will move on now to the Sunday game. We'll start off here on with Aston Villa 3, Manchester United 1, Leon Bailey, Luke Dean, Jacob Ramsey, all on score for Villa. And Ramsey on the score sheet for Manchester United as well. He got an OG there. Um, a career game. A career game for Jacob Ramsey in this one. Um, I think a player with real talent, and we all knew about it. But um, I was actually just thinking, looking at the England squad, I don't think they really have a midfielder like Jacob Ramsey. And I'm not saying he's better than what they have. You know, Royce, Phillips, uh, Bellingham. But it would be definitely be a different option. Um, and I, I do think you should be considered. I also think James Madison should probably get a show. But um, the first goal comes with a lovely Jacob Ramsey pass to Leon Bailey, who dinks it over David De Gea to make it 1-0 to Aston Villa. And it was a Luca Dean free kick, as we said. And I think we've mentioned on the podcast before, Luca Dean, he's a little he's a little troll at times, but he's, he's a very good player. He's a very good left-back and he has a wand of a left foot, and it was shown here. Really good goal from uh, Luca Dean. And yet, there was a nice video of the Luca Dean goal, and it was Emmy Martinez at the halfway line telling the Aston Villa players to like make a wall in front of the Man United wall. And um, it was just, just something really innovative. And um, Luca, I don't know if it added to the free kick at all, probably didn't. Luca Dean clips it over the, the wall and it makes it. 
2 0 to Villa at the time. And as I said, Jacob Ramsey then was on the score sheet from Manchester United. Um, I think it was a Luke Shaw cross or a shot. Takes the flexion off Ramsey and goes in. Martinez, nothing he could do about it. But it was the 49th minute. Jacob Ramsey makes a 3 1 to Aston Villa. Nice ball in from the left hand side. Ramsey on the edge of the box. Rams it in. Top right corner. David Ahea. Left it. standing still. Do you get it? Do you get it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the game. Um, Villa 3, Man United 1. Um, I think this game, Kiran, to an extent, probably showed the lack of squad that United are dealing with at the minute. You look at the starting level of United, Garnaco, Van de Beek, what the fuck? Um, Lindelof, you know, Ronaldo was in the starting lineup as well, which is a bit of a surprise. Yeah, and I just think to a certain extent as well, Villa were hungrier because of obviously they had the the new manager in, they want to make a statement, statement win. And this is where Unai Emery came into play, I think, and obviously end up running out 3-1 winners. I also think there is a bit of a factor of the World Cup is coming up. And we're going to talk about a few other games that that benefited, or sorry, that that influenced as well. But I think a lot, a lot of these players are starting to lose focus and I don't know what's going on. But Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. But yeah, no, great result. I think it's the first time Villa have been, you know, at Villa Park in like 14 years or something. I think that's what they 27. said. 27. 27, was it? Yeah, I knew they said something. Like I was going to say 30 years. A good afternoon, some would say. <laughs> For Uno every year. I was trying to say good evening. Good evening. In a, like a good good afternoon. Um for Uno Emery, yes indeed. Um, but yes, we move on. Southampton won Newcastle four. Oh now go. Walk out the door. <laughs> Passing Hootle. You're not welcome anymore. Oh god. He's gone, Kieran. He's yes. gone. A moment right. we've longed for in this podcast. A little moment of applause for him. Um Back to his job in Diffney's selling waistcoats. I'd Actually, Adzi, if you can find the picture of me and you in the barber with Hassan Hill and put it in the oh, Instagram post, that'll be lovely. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, will do. <laughs> um, it was getting Miggy with Miggy with it, uh, Miggy Almiron again with the goal. What a, what a, what a season Miguel Almiron is having. Um, dribbles past loads of uh, Southampton defenders and then just pokes it into the goal to make a one nil to Newcastle. Chris Wood. Then on the score sheet for Newcastle in the 58th minute, um, it was a nice swivel and torn, and he just curled it in to the bottom left of Gavin Bazoon's goal. Nothing he could do about there. But I, I felt he was poor for the third goal for Newcastle. Joe Willock gets in. To be honest with you, he just toe pokes it past Bazunu, but it kind of trickled in. It wasn't a great finish. Um, Bazunu doesn't get down. Willock makes it 3 0. And then it was Roman Perot, the French um, fullback for Southampton, just went past. Well, felt like every Newcastle player on the pitch and strokes at home. It was a great finish from him. Um, and then it was, for me, for my money so far this season, probably player of the season, Bruno Grimmeresh with the fourth goal to make a 4-1 to Newcastle. But what a season this Newcastle team are having. They've sacked Ralph Hasenhill, so they're in my good books. Anyways, Kieran. Um, but yes, 11 goals they've conceded this season. That back five of Pope, Trippier, Cher, um, Dan Bourne and Sven Botman, um, they're having a great season. And I've written me notes here, Bruno Gorish, the baddest of them all. <laughs> you, you want to dance, Bruno? Um, what a season he's having. Um, but yeah, it was it was a cracking game from Newcastle. 
find themselves toward in the table. Tell me all about it, Carol. What do you think? I think they're they're looking very good at the moment. Now, whether they can keep up the form after the World Cup is another thing, but I'm very, very impressed. The fact they've 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 went out and signed a sixty-three million Isaac and they haven't used them. May they may use them maybe twice this season so far and they're still haven't haven't been able to use them. He's been injured, hasn't he? Yeah. The fact they've went out and made that statement signing and then obviously Guimaraes is, is really showing up for them as well. I think it was only forty million, so I think they've done a tremendous bit of business, Botman as well. So it's it's looking very good for the Geordies. Now whether they can keep it after Christmas is another thing. Obviously it's the mini season and then the full season. So a lot to go to yet, but great start for them anyway. I don't agree with the regime in any way, shape or form. But it's it's a hell of a it's a hell of a, a team performance this season from them. Yeah. And there might be a regime of sorts coming into Liverpool soon as well. Um, we will chat about that, Kieran. After <laughs> you chat about Arsenal's win at Stamford Bridge, how are you on Sunday morning, Kieran? And not was, time for a game, isn't it? I was very depressed on Sunday. Um, this game, so Chelsea nil, Arsenal won, and a away win for Arsenal at the Bridge. Adam, this was such a a, a spineless performance, is what I would mm. describe it as. It was it was gutless. Every player on the pitch was was very very poor. Apart from maybe a few exceptions, I have Thiago Silva, Chalaba, Aspi, Jorginho pointed out as the few exceptions on the pitch that were given their 100% at least. I don't like making excuses, but I think a lot of it had to do with a lack of focus and the World Cup coming up, in my opinion. I think a lot of these players are distracted. And it's not it's not an excuse for a terrible performance because a lot of the Arsenal players are gone as well, but I, I just can't see a scenario where this set of players will perform this badly on Sunday. It was absolutely woeful. I don't think Chelsea had one clear-cut chance in the game, and I haven't seen that in a very long time. So it was it definitely put me in a bad mood. I think this, the front four, Havertz, Mount, Sterling, and Aubameyang should hang their heads in shame because they're absolute ghosts. Every time Sterling receives the ball, he was giving it away. Talking about a, a 40 million player here and he can't maintain the ball in possession. Havertz, to be fair to him, was making good movement and he's getting a lot of stick on social media and stuff. I thought he made good movement in behind the defence and he was at least trying to receive the ball. A lot of these players were not trying to receive the ball up front and I think that's a problem. The lack of options uh, in, in attack for attackers like Havertz who are trying to make things happen he's not the type of player to dribble past three or four on his own he can't do that so he needs support from his teammates and I think there was just a lack of support on the day it was just a horrible performance Loftus-Cheek another terrible (laughs) terrible player to be fair to Loftus-Cheek if you're playing him with a bit of support behind him he's not bad but I don't understand Graham Potter and what he's trying to achieve playing Loftus-Cheek in a midfield pivot with Jorginho that has weakness written all over and we've seen it against Likes United. They break through the lines. These teams break through the lines so easily with this midfield duo. A blind person can see that. It's 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 an absolute terrible midfield duo. I don't know what he's doing not starting Kovacic unless he wasn't fully fit. But there is no protection playing Loftus-Cheek in a, in a midfield uh, duo protecting the defence. It's It was an awful idea and yeah, tactically poor but the players were also poor, and that's that's all I have to say. 
um, one nil loss, and that's not to discredit Arsenal. I thought they were tremendous on the day. I thought Thomas Partey was very good. Um, I thought Gabriel and Saliba together, Saliba especially, was unbelievable. Saliba was given Rory said Van Dyke vibes, and I I couldn't agree to a certain absolutely. Extent. He, absolutely. He he looks unbelievable. Flawless performance from him. The front four of Arsenal, we sort of nullified them to a certain extent, but in the end, as Lincoln Park put it, it doesn't really matter. So, uh, yeah, they got a corner and scored from it. And I think they deserved it in the end. If you look at the XG as well, as they had like two and a half there, 0.24. And I think that reflected the game. I know stats yeah. don't reflect the game, but I think that did. Look, I, I, Arsenal are a good side this season. I don't think there's much. There's definitely not that shame attached to losing to them as there was in times gone by because of mm. how good they've been. That's four now, Kieran, on the bounce in the Premier League without a win. Chelsea, of course. Jesus, are you kind? Are you kind of worried about that Premier League form? Is it something that worries you, or is it something that you think Potter can turn around? Um, to be honest, Adzi, I think Potter still sort of feeling his way around the squad. There was a lot of calls for uh, missing Tuchel this weekend, and I kind of I echo those thoughts a lot. I I did miss Tuchel in a game like this, but at the end of the day, you have to you have to give Potter time. You can't expect him to sort of embed his ideas in, in 12 games and I think what we've seen at the start was very good but I think expecting that every week while we're a team in transition is unrealistic and those four games sort of reflect a team that does not really know what they're going to do at the moment and I think Potter is still sort of trying to figure out what he's what his plan is with this Chelsea team because one week we're playing back five next week we're playing back four uh, with two pivots next week we're playing the 4-3-3 the diamond so there's still a lot of work to be done as to how he is going to set the Chelsea team up I think the World Cup break will help that obviously mm. it's just disappointing it hurt my heart the most saying that defeat Liverpool 2 <laughs> scores 1 <laughs> uh, Liverpool get an away win Kieran for the first time since May in a game which saw them win 2-1 away to Southampton in their pursuit for the quadruple at the time. Liverpool in the first half, really electric, really, really good. They set out with a 4-3-3. Um, Elliot, Fabinho, Thiago in the midfield and then Salah, Firmino, Nunes on the left wing and this one, was, a bit, was uh, which was a bit mad. I think the second half definitely kind of deterred quality-wise going forward. I think they had something to do with sports coming out and playing a bit more as well. But in the first half, they really just exploited um, Emerson Royale on that right side. Um, everything was going over his head. Everything was going down his side. And that's where the first goal comes from. It comes from the left side. Andrew Robertson with the ball in. Um, and it falls to Darwin Nunes. And he passes it. It was a lovely pass into Mohamed Salah, who puts it away to make it 1-0 to Liverpool. And then the second goal came soon after. Shout out to Eric Dyer. Um, for being his usual self a lovely pass to Mohamed Salah it was an Alisson punt up the pitch and I really have no idea what Eric Dyer is trying I have no idea what he's doing he tries to head it back to Lloris Salah just gets in behind and puts it into the back of the net by chipping it over Lloris um, and then the second half comes around and as I said it felt like a different game altogether for Liverpool they really defended well um, there wasn't as much attack and threat going forward. I think Spurs done really well to kind of get themselves back into the game. Kulusevski 
Matt Doherty come into the game, um, which made a real impact for Spurs. I, I don't know why Doherty in any way didn't start. I think he's a much more pl- applicable fullback than uh, Emerson Royale. But um, the goal comes from that right-hand side. Doherty into Kulisevsky, Kulisevsky into Harry Kane. And he puts it away to make it 2-1. And there was a few shaky moments in Liverpool, naturally enough, in an away game with a team like Spurs pulling on the pressure. Perisic hits the crossbar. Um, but to be honest with you, there wasn't much else. They didn't really create a whole lot else. I think in the moment, you're probably, as a Liverpool fan, shitting yourself. You're probably thinking the inevitable is coming. A goal for Spurs is going to come. I know mm. I was thinking that while I was eating the spice bag outside uh, Richmond Park. But um, as no, you as you do, it was it was the double super Sunday doubleheader, you know, and um, yeah, Liverpool held out well to win two one. Um, Just on Doherty, Adam, I think he said he's much more applicable right back than Emerson Royale. Mm-hmm. I think it's a case of if his name was Emerson Royale, he'd be starting. I think it's a classic case of that, but his name is Matt Doherty. I I don't know. I, I saw yeah. those vibes. I, to be honest if, with if you, if he was Brazilian, can't... he'd start. You yeah, get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I understand. I think I think Conte came out the other week, didn't he? And absolutely slated Dirty. I was like, I know what levels you can get. And then I think Dirty had a game against in Champions League against Sporting Lisbon or something, or I don't know who was against, and he done really well. And yeah. um, and then he just fell out and decided again. I don't know how these things happen. So yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. He was good when he came on as well. Mm. And Liverpool obviously didn't create as many chances when he came on. So it's a bit, bit of a weird one, but just a quick one on Mohamed Salah. Really, really quick, really briefly. Mohamed Salah against top six Premier League opposition. 43 games played, 44 goals scored with 14 assists. This fella's on another planet, man. Honest to God. Some some of the some of the performances he puts in against the bigger sides is unbelievable. Uh, he was gifted the second goal, of course. Eric Dyer was his usual self. But some of these goals, man. Some of these performances he puts in is unbelievable. He had he's had a slow start to the season, but he's come up against Erling Haaland from Man City. He put Man City to the sword. Came up against Harry Kane the weekend and put Spurs to the sword as well. So it's just, I think it just shows how crucially still is Liverpool. This Liverpool season has been an absolute anomaly. I, I don't know how they go from beating Man City, Spurs, Napoli. Newcastle, Newcastle have only lost one game all season and it's been to Liverpool and then go out and lose to Leeds and Forest. It's been it's been crazy. But like I've said, I'm still fairly confident of, of Liverpool finishing top four. Um, I think it's a mental season. I think it's teams are just going to... I still think team, teams are going to take points off each other. Like Gerrard got sacked from Villa and Villa got a point against Man City. Could have beaten Man City. Um, Southampton sacked Hassan Hill. But they beat Chelsea, what, 3 1 a couple of weeks ago. So it's it's just a mad season. Um I think the World Cup in the middle of it doesn't help. But um that was that was the weekend that wasn't apparently Kiron anyways. And yeah, a good Liverpool win, two one. Kiron, your god of the week. I am going to go for Saliba. I thought he was immense against Chelsea. I think the comparison to Van Dijk is is very apt because I do think he he has that he has that dog in him, doesn't he? He's a great player. Um, he just reads it really? so well, and he's quick as well. Oh yeah, and like even yeah. there was there was a thing he did in the game where I think he played was a Broja offside. Yeah, and then he caught and, up with him. Yeah, and that yeah, was just it was great. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna give my God of the Week Kieran 
to um, Mo Salah. I have to give it to him this week just for that. That record alone, 43 games, 44 goals, 14 assists. That's that's bonkers. Like it's 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 unbelievable to start that. But um, yeah, he's my god of the week. Your goal of the week, Kieran. Uh, Solanke versus Leeds. I really like. I really like the Rabana. Um, I'm gonna go with Yuri Tielemans' goal away to Everton. Um, just he just scores great goals, Yuri Tielemans, and he just doesn't run. He doesn't run in games, but he scores Belders week in week out for um, Leicester. So yeah, I'll give it to him. This fellow Ronaldo is a cod. And our yeah. cod of the week this week is... Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Oh, God, it's nothing personal, Kieran. It's nothing personal. <laughs> what is he at? Arsenal, I am back, and I am blue. <laughs> oh. I, have to, I have to say, right, BT shafted him so much there. He could have said no to it. He could have yeah, said it's, it's a joke. Oh, like the fella is a clown as well. He was liking. The, he, I think he liked one of Troop's tweets on Twitter as well. Oh, he's, 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 <laughs> he's such a mercenary. Kieran, this week for our video edition of the Only Fans Football Podcast, we are reacting. Kieran, to hello YouTube. Yeah. We are reacting <laughs> to the Champions League, Europa League, and UEFA Conference League draw. Kieran, the Champions League draw is as followed. It will appear on screen either side of me. I don't know which side. Um, Leipzig, Man City, Club Bruges, Benfica, Liverpool, Real Madrid, AC Milan, Spurs, Eintracht, Napoli, Borussia Dortmund, Chelsea, Inter Milan, Porto, and PSG. And Bayern, Kieran, which toy tickles your fancy? Um, honestly, that Liverpool Real Madrid one straight away just stands out. Um, I do think Napoli got a great draw with Eintracht. I think Inter got a great draw with um Porto. I think that was the best possible draw they could have hoped for. So I think the Italian clubs did well enough. Milan got Spurs. I think that's winnable. I really do think that's winnable. Um, Chelsea, from a Chelsea perspective, I like Dortmund. I think it's a good draw. I like that away leg, but I think it also is very dangerous because I think they're a very good side. And they have Bellingham and they have, is it M. Conco going to for World Cup for Germany? 18 years of age, I think he is as well. Yeah, I I, I think that's a bit of a banana skin. But um, yeah, that Liverpool-Real Madrid side or game straight away stands out. Yeah, I think for me, Kieran. I was looking at the draw yesterday. I sent in a voice note to Jack on, didn't I, saying how much of a great draw it was because it was literally about 10 minutes, bam, 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 draw was done. I was like, grand, I feel fulfilled. Thank you, UEFA, for a change. <laughs> Liverpool, Real Madrid. To be honest with you, Kieran, in the seven years that Klopp has been with us and we've gotten to the Champions League, every season has involved a trip to Madrid in some way, shape or form. It just feels like it's, it's written in the stars every Every season, I'm I'd be worried about the game. Of course, I think I don't think Real have, have kind of hit the heights they did last season. 
but they're still a quality side. Vinicius, Benzema, Valverde. I think Valverde is one of the best players in the world at the minute. I do think Liverpool can get through. I do believe in this Liverpool side. I absolutely do. But if there's any tie that you didn't want, it would have been Real Madrid. Now, obviously, the possibility was Bayern and Benfica and Porto. So it would have been a banker for Liverpool to get Porto because that feels like it's the team we always get. But it wasn't the case this time. So, yeah, it'll be a tough game. But I do have faith in this Liverpool side. Kieran, will we predict these games really quick? Yeah, I suppose round off the first one, City, Leipzig, is it? Um, I I fancy City to go through. Yeah, Man City to go through there. Club Bruges, Benfica. Club Bruges, Benfica. I'm gonna. That's gonna be a good game because Club Bruges are good. Mm, it's a tough one. I think Benfica will go through though. I'm gonna go for Club Bruges. I like this little story they have. They remind me of Villarreal. Um, Liverpool, Real Madrid. Oh, I fancy Real Madrid. Sorry, Eddie. Uh, I'm gonna go Liverpool. Um, AC Milan, Spurs. Uh, AC Milan for me AC Milan for me because the English um, media we, are slating them as well I think AC Milan are going to show everyone what they're made of in the last 16 and, and Divock Origi has already killed Spurs with Champions League hopes once before so he'll do it again <laughs> Eintracht Napoli Napoli for me Napoli absolutely um, Dortmund Chelsea <laughs> tough game I'm not going to back against Chelsea though Chelsea yeah I'll go Chelsea as well Inter Porto Inter. I'm going to go Inter myself. PSG, boring, probably tie of the round, Kieran. We didn't really chat about, but yeah. Sadio Mane <laughs> up against Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe and the lads. Who are you mm. going for? Um, I'm going to actually go for Bayern Munich here. It's a repeat of the final 2020, but Bayern Munich. Mm. I'm going to go with PSG. Fuck it. <laughs> um, Europa League draw, Kieran, really quickly. We're not even going to chat about this too long. Barcelona, Manchester United. Barca. Uh, Juve, Nantes. I'm going with Nantes. Nantes all the way. Nantes baby. all the way. Sporting, the Tajland <laughs> of Denmark. I'm going to go with Sporting Lisbon there, Kieran. Yeah, Lisbon, we're going to the Champions League. Shakhtar against Stad Rene. I'm going to go with Shakhtar. Rene, fuck it. Um, Ajax, Union Berlin. I'm Union. going to go Union Berlin. Yeah, Union. Yeah. Um, Leverkusen, Monaco. Leverkusen. Yeah, I'm going to go Leverkusen as well. Sevilla, PSV. PSV. Sevilla for me. Salzburg, Roma. I'm going to go with Salzburg. Roma. Jose, and Jose. Really, 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 really quickly, the Europa Commerce League. Carabag versus Ghent. Keep I'm it. Going to go, I'm going to go Carabag. <laughs> um, Traps on Sport against Basel. I'm going to go Traps on Sport. Basel. Um, Basel faulty. Lazio against Cluj. Lazio all the way. Cluj. I've got uh, Bodo Glimt against Slack Poznan. Poznan. Bodo Glimt um, Braga <laughs> against Fiorentina <laughs> Fiorentina <laughs> Fiorentina um, AEK Larnica against Dnipro um, okay. I'm going to go Lar- oh, yeah Larnica um, Sheriff against Partizan Partizan cheese Sh- Sheriff for me Ludogorets against Anderlecht Anderlecht um, I'm going to go Ludogorets and that is our <laughs> Champions League reaction, Europa League, Europa Conference League reaction. Um, very briefly, I think that was about four minutes. Um, do listen to the rest of the podcast live on Spotify right now, episode 15, The Willy Nanto. And do give us a follow on Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, all that good stuff. We're going to go really quickly, Kieran, True, get it out. Our first question this week, Kieran. I don't know if you're a fan of why I'm a celebrity get me out here, but it's from Ian. He says, 
Favourite I'm a celebrity get me out of here moment, Kieran? Uh, Foggy and Jimmy Bullard, easily. Yeah, I'm going to go with, I don't know if you remember Amir Khan and your man's name was Ian. Ian something, he was a radio DJ. Oh, but yeah. They, they done a task. And, and they stole they, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, won stra- they won strawberries and cream and then they just nicked it. And then they said nothing about it. And then Amir Khan was like, don't fucking say it. And then obviously your man said something and then the, the camp gave out. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Craig says, um, shepherd's pie or stew? Mm, good question. Stew. Yeah, do you know what? I, I it depends, doesn't it, Kieran? We we've been through this soup debacle before. Um <laughs> I, I, I do I do I do like a stew. I don't want to go through it again. This it's not saying. much of a debacle, Adzi. You you it can both eat and drink soup. It is a debacle. Um and shepherd's pie, you see, there's a difference between shepherd's pie and cottage pie, Kieran. I don't know if you know. One's made with um lamb, I think. And then the other's made with um, like minced beef. So I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of shepherd's pie. So I'll have to go with stew. Disappointing. Um, Craig says opinions on people eating cooking a Sunday roast on days that are not Sunday. Um, I think that's punishable by. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I'm not a fan of the curl. I'm not. A, well, I don't mind to be fair, but. I think there's something special about Sunday roast. Yeah, I think, I think Sunday element of it. You were right about the punishable part. Punishable by prison sentence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Ian says, I don't know why he says this. If you could tame one wild animal to have as a pet, what would it be? <laughs> Too much watching Joe Exotic, but a tiger. Why would you have a tiger, Karen? Because it's cool. Is it though? Is it cool, really? Yeah. I don't know if it is. I'm not going to lie. I'll never financially recover from this. <laughs> um, What would I go with? A wild animal that I'd have to tame. Do you know what? I, I'd like a little a little hammerhead shark or something. A big fish tank for him. But what if you let, like, it has you have to tame him. So how would you tame a hammerhead shark if it's in the water? Well, I, that's the thing. I'm, I'm not taming him. I'm, I'm, I'm going against the grid, Kieran. I'm going to just put me in a fish tank and let him live. But mm. I also don't agree with that to an extent, either. Yeah. That's a bit of a shit answer. Do you know you what? I'll, I'll... to swim. Yeah. Do you, know what? Do you know what? I'd probably go with a tiger myself or a bald eagle. Bald eagle. Mm. Mm. Keane says, now I know what... Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> now I know why they call um, him Potter. He gave Thiago Silva back his cloak of invisibility, Kieran. <laughs> yeah, Thiago Silva's being our best player, if you've even watched this jog on. He also says, looking at that Spurs versus Liverpool match, I can see why both of them recently got spanked at Old Trafford. Um, yeah, I suppose big words from a man who just got spanked by a nasty Villa side, <laughs> currently sitting 18th in the league, but we move on. Um, <laughs> Woodley says, go to Nando's. Meal and what spice, Kieran? I know you're not a big fan of Nando's, but I'm gonna go butterfly chicken, um, spicy rice, and then peri peri chips. Um, I'm I'm gonna go hot. I don't like it too hot. I like very hot. I I do like the butterfly chicken burger though. Nice. He, uh, ben Casey says Elon Musk to buy Liverpool from FSG and sack Klopp. Um, <laughs> maybe, absolutely buy Liverpool. Elon Musk's Reds, absolutely, but. I can't see him sacking Jorgen, unfortunately. 
for um, Ben Casey and shout out to Ben Casey's sister as usual. He seems um, to have no problem sacking their Twitter staff though to be fair to him. True, yeah. <laughs> Gary Vav says with a minute left, Kieran, favourite comedian? Uh, I'll go Dave Chappelle. Oh, actually Bill yeah. Burr. Bill Burr. Do you know what, right? And I, I love Joe Rogan in the sense that I listen to him and find him funny and I know he does uh, like comic shows as well but I don't know if he'd necessarily be class as a comedian. But um, yeah, I'll go with Joe Rogan. Um, Gary says, ice cream on a cone or in a tub? Very quickly, uh, it has to be in a tub for me. I, I fell in love with the cone. Uh, Caramel choo-choo for me, Kieran, if we're going Ben and Jerry's. And lastly, question of the week by Gary Vav. Who would win a Premier League manager Royal Rumble, Kieran? I'm actually going for Ned Schneebly, I think. Oh, Steve Cooper. Blay, he has the frame for it. Mm. Um, I think he has the dogginess for it as well. So I'm going to go with Steve Cooper of yeah. Nottingham Forest. I'm looking down the list of managers now. I, I, I'm going to have a top three. So usually in the Royal Rumble, there's there's four left, Kira. Um, That's kind of the big scene, as we've seen last week after work. So I'm going to go just purely for height because he's quite a tall man one would be Jordan Klopp he'd be one of the final four I'm gonna go mm, Antonio Conte because he's a bit of a mad bastard I'm going to go with it's a tough one isn't it Patrick Vieira has to be one of them surely yeah <laughs> Patrick Vieira is a beast and lastly I will go with Gary O'Neill of Bournemouth the little Rey Mysterio-esque wrestler that he is I reckon he could he could last long. But yes, that is Get It Out This Week, Kieran. And what a podcast it has been. Yeah. Please follow our TikTok, follow our Instagram, socials, all the rest of it. You know where to find us. There's only one pod now before the dreaded tournament that shall not be named in mm. Qatar. We do have plans. Whether the plans come to fruition or not um, remains to be seen. Yes, thanks for joining us as ever. Um, if you're indulging in the competition that's taking place within the next month, um, we do hope you enjoy. And yes, that's been that's it from us here at Old Fans <laughs> this week. It's been a pleasure, Kieran, as always. Episode 15, 15, excuse me, the Willie Nanto. Um, and yeah, we'll leave it there. So, Willie Nanto, we'll leave it there. So.